Shumai, Kroiso, and welcome to the last episode of a Club Pildroid's Cymru Premier podcast of 2020. It's me, Ivan, here, and I'm joined by Jordan Jones and two busy members of a Club Pildroid family. We take a look at how the league is shaping up as we approach the festive fixtures and discuss the recent game between Connors Key Nomads and the New Saints. Shumai, Kroiso, and welcome to another episode of a Club Pildroid's Cymru Premier podcast. We've got a big panel for a this week's episode um it's been a couple of weeks since we last recorded so actually got a lot of games to cover and uh got people who have been to a lot of games we welcome back uh lewis Charles. how are you lewis good thanks how are you Ivan? yeah very good uh david jones welcome david Right. Yeah, good. And uh, as always, I am uh, joined by a founder of Club Pill Droid, Jordan Jones. How are you, Jordan? Good, thank you. Shumai all. Shumai, shumai. Um, I said we've got people who've been to a lot of games. Uh, talk us through the games you've been to recently, David. Yeah, I've been to uh, Barry's 6-3 win over Flint at Jenner Park. And then, Go- uh, Goldfest there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, coming back home uh, for Christmas, been to um, Ballard's 2-1 win at Alba and then TNS's 4-0 win at Newtown at Latham Park as well. Great, we'll we'll discuss those. Lewis, where have you been? Uh, I was at, on the weekend, Carnarvon against Barry Town. Obviously, two late substitute goals from Carnarvon, one from Jack Kenny and the other from Sam Jones. Um, and Pennabont 6, Carnarvon 0. So that was obviously... Mm prior to Carnarvon's good run of form uh, to reach for Lewis Harling and Koski Kajewski and one for Ian Trailer and Ben Eamon as well. Yeah, so quite a lot of goals between you. You, you had the good luck of, uh, of, of the games uh, weekend before last. I was at um, Cardiff Mets' first game against Bala. They've played twice against Bala. Jordan, you've been uh, quiet on the attendance front, haven't you? But um, I'm guessing you've been watching Scoria live and other highlights. Yeah, most definitely. Like so many games on as well, and that's continued this week with Scorio of how many games they're doing. So ha- having all these games to watch, I've, I've kept on a lot of it. Watching Connor's Key TNS was a big game. Obviously, when obviously Lewis was there, but I was watching it from home um, when Penabot were playing Carnarvon as well, and obviously the Druids against Carnarvon. So, so I, I've still kept on the league, even though I haven't been at the games. Mm. Well, one of those games you discussed, uh, you, you mentioned there, we will go straight to discuss because like last t- uh, time we, we spoke, Jordan, we, start, we went through the table starting at the bottom, going to the top. We'll start with the biggest game of the last couple of weeks uh, at the top. TNS travelled to Connors Key Nomads and uh, it's very much game back on uh, in the title race, isn't it, Jordan? Most definitely, and I'll hold my hands up and say that I feel um, during the course of this season, it's perhaps been that I've looked at the looked at the league and I've seen the new Saints run away with it, and I've kind of been like, well, it's not going anywhere else now. It's only going to be at Park Hall. Um, but now Connors Key have managed to come back into that now. So when I, when I look at that, I, I hold my hands up and I think, wow, like the Nomads have done a great job um, and not losing many games this season. And to beat the new Saints... Obviously, at home, they barely lose at D-side stadium. So, so it's an important result for them because it, it gives the league a bit more about it because, no offence, with a team running away with the league, but when the New Saints were running away with it, you felt, oh, like, is it just back to normal? Like, days in the coming Premier with the New Saints would dominate. But Connors Key have now 
made it a bit more exciting at the top of the table because we are seeing a bit of in the top four and the top five in the coming Premier. There's a lot of points difference there. But the Connors key have managed to pull that back on the new Saints. Mm. And TNS obviously bounced back uh, after that defeat. David, you saw them win 4 0. Did they, did they impress you? Yeah, you know, it was really important that they bounced back after the 2 0 loss to Connors Key. Um, but they came out of the blocks really quickly. Uh, I thought their summer signings were really, really impressive. You know, players like Leo Smith, he got two assists on the night. Uh, Louis Robles and Ryan Astors both got on the score sheets. Um, but one player who really did impress me was Ben Clark. You know, he's only 20 years old, really versatile player. But he's really made an impression this season, scored his fifth goal of the season. And, you know, as a young player coming through at the Saints, he's really, he's really starting to make a stamp on the first team. Yeah, that, that win takes them away from Connors Key again. Uh, three points lead in the table, but obviously Connors Key didn't play midweek, so they've got a game in hand. And, uh, Lewis, was it, was it inevitable that those goals you know, were heavily influenced by former TNS players in that game between those two? It, yeah, it, it did seem that way. Um, obviously, with the... Uh, somewhat own goal but I, I'd argue that maybe I, I'd always favour the attacker in that situation personally So that's uh, Aaron Edwards and and Michael Wilde on the score sheet for you then Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Then it's still very much in it Bala still very much in it um, I went to watch them against uh, a Cardiff Met in, in round one of that I thought they were they were they were quite slow going into into that game, as they were the only other time I've seen them this season against Penabont. But uh, the way they've come back after after the draw against Cardiff Met in King Coyd, uh, Dav, you saw them against Aberystwyth. Like what you saw? Yeah. yeah, you know, as you said, they had a bit of a slow start. They fell behind Reese Davis header from a free kick. But, you know, they were missing Nathan Pete and Chris Venables, huge players in that team. But that's when you need your big players to step up. And they did. Um, Henry Jones and Will, Will Evans were really impressive. But I was really impressed with Lasana Mendes. He really bossed the midfield. Um, in terms of the sort of midfielders in the league as a whole, I don't think Mendes, you would really sort of consider him as up there with the best. But I, I really think he should be uh, spoken about as one of the best midfielders in the company Premier. He was, he was that impressive. Mm. Yeah, he didn't come on against... Um... Cardiff met uh, in in that game I saw, but uh, yeah, it, it's a wonder why he's not being utilised a bit more, really. Um, then it's a big jump from Bala down to Penabont. Penabont are on a, a good run, two two wins since we last spoke, Jordan and Lewis. You saw that first one; it was a televised game, six nil. Impressed? Yeah. Uh... It's amazing to see, you know, attacking football coming off in the league. Sometimes last season you felt as though, you know, it didn't really work for them. But um, in that game against Carmen, I think it could have even been more had Tyler French not saved them on a few occasions. Um, obviously a backup keeper for Josh Tibbetts. Um, one thing I've noticed watching Penabon quite a lot this season, it's just a bit of an odd thing to, to witness and notice, but Costa Jajewski, for somebody who's, you know, probably about 5'7", five, 5'8", five, he wins an awful amount of headers. It's, it's unbelievable. Obviously, he flicked one on to, um, I think it was, was it Ben Eamon in the, the game the other day as well? Um, 
what's good about Bont at the minute is they're beating the teams around them, the teams that they should be winning against as well. Apart from obviously the uh, Kevin Bridge game a few weeks ago where they threw 1-1. Mm. And the only games they've lost are against Bala, Koniski and TNS, which, which says a lot about the results that they are getting, as you're saying. Um, Jordan, do you watch them against uh, Met? Not so easy uh, against Christian Edwards' side, but that, those games are always uh, hotly contested, aren't they? Most definitely. And I represent the reverse fixture at Kinkoi Campus. Um, and if uh, the most used word that I probably use in reports in the Cymru Premier is streetwise. And I think that Penavant are becoming streetwise now in the Cymru Premier. I made reference to it um, in social media. Um, it's the interesting thing with Penavant now is that last season um, they were on, I believe, 21 points when the season was ended. That was some 25 games. They've done that now with 12 games fewer. That is a pure example of the absolute progress the Penafont have made. And they've not made wholesale changes. They, they've not brought in a whole new squad. They just added to that squad. The most important thing for me is, I'm going to wax lyrical now, about Lewis Harley. I thought he was great when he came in in January and he more or less kept them up. But the impact that he's making now for Penafont is, is great. A hard fought win against Met as well, but it's just for me, Penavant are the story of the season mm. at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, they've jumped above Barry and Canarvon on goal difference uh, with those two wins, and they've got a lot of games in hand. I don't think anybody's played as, as few games as they have 13 games, most here I'm looking at 16, 15. Uh, and Newtown on 14 uh, games played. So, yeah, they're looking, pr- sitting pretty in fourth. Uh, Barry have sort of hit a rough patch, haven't they? Um, 6-3 win uh, against Flint, followed by a couple of losses. Uh, start with, Dav, you, you saw them at their best against Flint. Was it at their best? They did concede three. Yeah, you know, it was a bit of an anomaly in that. You know, they've been criticised this season for not scoring enough goals. And obviously, they got six on the day. Um, but they kind of let Flint back in in the second half. They were 4-1 up. And then, um, you know, Mark Edwalda, Connor Howard got them back in the game. You know, it was a lot of character on Flint's part, but they never should have let Flint get back into the game. Yes, they won it, you know, 6-3, but it, was, it wasn't the complete performance. Mm. And Laris, you, you, they did, they didn't really impress then uh, away at Carnarvon. It's a hard trip, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I think Carnarvon are always good against the teams above them in the table as well. But um, I thought they had quite a few chances. Um, obviously, David Cottrell hit the hit the crossbar and free kick. Um, Kane McLagan had a few one-on-one chances as well, saved by Tibbet. But I, don't, I saw quite a few people saying that the red card for um, Luke Cooper would have changed the game. But I didn't really think it had in any way, because I think Carnarvon had the better of the first half. And if, if anything, I think um, Barry played better after the red card. They you know, started producing more chances. And then when they you know, pushed more men forward, that's when Carnarvon you know, scored on the counter. Mm. And, uh, and Jordan, I suppose that one of the, mo- the more... Disappointing results of, of all is the uh, loss to Halford West, would you say? Yeah, um, only because Halford West seem a bit out of sorts at the moment, where 
they were on a bit of a run of, of a bad run and Wayne Jones alluded to it is he's wanted better performances and he, he probably got that yesterday it seemed that Harper West were probably the better side yesterday um, and, and forced to take his brace that, that just shows in the Harper West squad how much there is in the squad when someone like Jack Wilson goes off then Forster comes on but yeah for Barry, it's strange. It just seems there's a lot of suspensions and injuries going their way um, at the moment. There's, there's a lot of players being sent off, either two yellow cards or a red card, and then it's, it's just affecting them because they've got so many players out with long-term injuries, such as K.O. Ravel, and obviously Troy Green's been out for a bit as well. But one positive, I suppose, is Josh Graham scoring his first goal in the Camry Premier. What a great story for him as well. He's, he's worked his way up through the local leagues of STM Sports, obviously got them to the cup final. And then he scored that goal yesterday. It, it, ultimately, it didn't bring them anything, but at least that's a positive for Barry. Yeah, certainly. Um, so, Penabon, Barry and Carnarvon all on 21 points. Haverford West in seventh on 20. Lewis, you've seen more of Carnarvon probably that, than any of us this season. They're the ones just, just in sixth. From what you've seen, do you think they can hold on despite Haverford West pushing them now? Well, yeah, I hope so. Um, I've seen, obviously, quite a lot of Carnarvon over the last few seasons. This season, they've been really inconsistent. You know, win one, lose the next. Um, I think they've, they'd only once prior to this run of form won two on the bounce. So, um, for them to win three on the bounce now, hopefully they can you know, build a bit of momentum and start winning more games. Um, I, I've, I, well, I'll be honest, David did tell me this one. I, I won't claim it myself, but the uh, <laughs> loss of Penabont seems quite similar to the um, Southampton 9-0 against Leicester last season where they obviously kicked on to good form after that so I think Carnarvon really could push on you know people like Jack Kenny are now among the goals Mike Hayes as always creating making chances and scoring as well high energetic yeah three wins on the bounce bounce looking good Jordan yeah it is it is looking good for them. I, I do think with Carnarvon um, obviously, it's been well said what I said at the start of the season. But if you look at if you look at the table now, um, you you, you kind of like it, it's between perhaps obviously Barry Penabont. They're all on the same kind of points. But I see Penabont securing their spot relatively soon. It just seems it's going to be between Carnarvon, Half the West, and, and Barry perhaps. So obviously, two of those get in on and one has to miss out. It, it's it's a bit of a jump then. It's four points from Hanford West down to Cardiff Met. They're kind of isolated in this eighth. Doesn't look as if, well, there's a lot of games to play, I suppose, but at the moment, doesn't look as if they're going to go into the top six and it doesn't look as if they're going to be dragged into this uh, fight that's developing at the bottom. Jordan, what did you think of, of Met and, and sort of the run they're on? Because they looked as if they were picking up for a bit and, and the draw against Bala being a positive result. But yeah, two, two losses on the bounce. Yeah, and it's just a thing for them. It's just being inconsistent. And sometimes with Met during their time in the league, you'd say that their form is based on their home form, but it just seems like it's okay just for them to get a home win. And a 4-1 defeat to Bala is never a good thing. Um, but you can't really expect... Um, well, you, you can flip that and say that Met had a good record against Bala, but it just feels this season that like that, that win was always going to be expected um, at my Staggate because they don't lose that much um, at my Staggate. Um, a, lo- a lot of it, like and we've discussed it before, is, is this like an end of a cycle thing with Met at the moment? Because it just feels that like Will Evans is excelling at my Staggate, and obviously they've got Ollie Holbert and Harry Warwick, but they kind of like they, they need like an out and out forward, like an Adam Roscoe from years gone by. Mm. Where he was just 
but all right, it was only 10, 12 goals and that, but it was, it was still a reliable income of goals because they still had Elliot Evans in previous years. But I just feel like the strikers need to be scoring a bit more now, or hmm. if, if possible in January, look to a striker in a similar mould of Roscoe. Yeah, I was what I from what I saw in the Bala game uh, at Kinkoid, I you could kind of feel as if they were starting to get to full strength because they've been without Emily Lewis, without Bradley Woolridge for a bit of the season. Um, they looked as if they're starting to resemble something similar to what we've seen in previous years. But yeah, like you say, Ollie Hilbert is looking promising. He scored a he scored a good finish against Bala uh, to take the lead uh, at Kinkoid. Eddie Evans starting to find the net more often now. He, Obviously, he had a, a dry spell uh, earlier on in the season. But yeah, I, I don't know. It looks quite good there, I think. Um, and where it is looking good as well is on the Rock Druids. We started with them last week because we started at the bottom. And now they are ninth, when two on the bounce. Uh, happy for Bruno Lopez? Yeah, mo- most definitely. And um, I haven't been able to watch them physically this season. But from reading the reports and seeing the highlights, it just seems that like... They were just waiting for something to happen, and now it seems like it is happening for them. It even and they have the West game last week where they drew one-one. Um, it felt like Wayne Jones held his hand, held his hand up and said, "Like we deserve that." It seems like they deserve that. They deserve their win on Saturday, and now they've managed to get a result against Flynn, um away from home. It, it just shows it's picking up now. Getting that home win on board um, is, is massive for them as well, and. I know I said about the top six and that, and you, you can't get ahead of yourselves, but sometimes the league just throws up weird things. Um, and, and it could be the case that the Druids might be able to challenge now and, and look up rather than look down. But obviously they've got teams looking over their shoulder as well. So they're still kind of in a relegation battle. They're only two points off of Newtown, but who, who knows? They could go on a run of form and go up the table. And it all depends what happens to the recruitment in January as well. Mm. Uh, joint points on uh, on 10 points, uh, 10th and 11th. David, uh, teams you're familiar with, um, like Lewis is familiar with Canadabon, you're familiar with Newtown and Aberystwyth. You've seen them twice this week. Are, are you surprised? or Has it been inevitable in terms of what you've seen and the position that they're in at the moment? Yeah, it's a it's a difficult time for both clubs. To be fair, um, you know, Aber have lost the last five games, um, but it's been it's been five fine margins really. Uh, against Bala, they went one 0 up, um, fell to two one down. But you know, about halfway through the second half, Mark Williams had a really good chance to bring them level, uh, to get a two all draw, and that would have been a good result. Um, so it's just a case of taking those chances and stop making. Uh, individual areas, errors at the back uh, and they, they'll start picking up points and it's a really crucial period for ABBA. You know, they've got Flint, Newtown and Haverford West in the next three games, teams that are around them. So they'll, they'll really hope that they can uh, pick up some points and, and get away from that relegation zone. But with Newtown, they've brought, they brought in so many players in the, in the summer and in fairness, I, I thought they recruited well. You know, James Davis, Jamie Brooms, uh, Jordan Evans, Jake Phillips. They're all players that we know in the Cymru Premier. Uh, but it hasn't quite clicked for them. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know why it hasn't quite clicked. Um, but it's just a case, like Abba, it's, it's such an important uh, period for them now to pick up points. They've got Canalbon, Aberystwyth and Cardiff met in the next three games. So 
getting away from that relegation zone is really important for them. Which which of those two teams do you think are in a better position to to avoid relegation? Well, I think we'll find out next week. They're, they're playing each other, but um, to be honest with you, I think on paper Newtown's team has a better nucleus. Um, I think of players like Sean McAllister, Nick Rushton, Kieran Mills Evans at the back. I think they've they've got more of a solid defence. So um, I think they're best equipped to stay up rather than Aberystwyth, who are quite a youthful squad. And then right at the bottom, only one point behind Aberystwyth and Newtown, so it, it could be jumping above both, is Flint, who've just had a managerial change. Jordan, what did you make of the fact that Neil Mag- Niall McGuinness went? Do you think that was inevitable based on where they are, or do you think it's a bit harsh, considering he's taken them where they are now? I, I think from reading social media, from when we broke the news, um, and just reading every analysis, that they do feel it's quite harsh on Niall McGuinness, that he, Niall personally thought himself that he could get them out of this position um, and obviously it's a losing start for Neil Gibson um, but obviously it's, it's another man's tools but also this is a squad that um, has been, Niall was well backed in, in the summer um, and that's, that's his squad kind of but um, not, Neil knows the league, Neil Gibson knows the league as well and it, he may call on the contacts from that title winning squad even more or look, look elsewhere to bring in players. Um, yeah, I was going to say, there's not much to, to left to buy from Brustatin. Most of them have joined Flint already, haven't they? Yeah, and the, but that, that's, the, that's the thing. Is I do feel perhaps that Niall perhaps de- deserved a bit more time. Yeah. And it, and it was weird that they parted company with him after a 6 3 defeat against Barry. And all right, like Barry were out of form at the time. The Barry was still a European team. Mm. Um, Flint, for example, beat the Druids um, at the Rock. So they, they were beating the teams around them, and it's just a case of some. But because because how the league is working at the moment is we look at how weird um, the matches played are. Some teams haven't played as much. So for Flint, they, they played on average the same amount as a lot of teams in the league. But um, you do feel it could have got better for him. But hopefully it works differently now for Neil Gibson. Hopefully he can reignite them um, and put his own stamp on things. On to next weekend then. Anybody going to games? David, have you got... Uh, like, no, I don't think you've got any games this week, uh, midweek, have you? No, nowhere near you? No, I've got... Uh, I think my next game is uh, Arbor against Newtown next week. It's a big derby. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, are you... Uh, Doing the game this weekend? Uh, Carnarvon, Newtown on Friday night. Obviously, I don't know when the pod will go out, but tomorrow for us. Tomorrow for us. We're recording on Thursday. And that game will be on uh, Facebook Live. Hopefully, uh, this uh, pod app will uh, launch before that game. And then on Saturday, we've got four more games. Barry Druids, Connors Key, uh, Cardiff Met, TNS, Pennebont, and then the televised game, uh, Flint versus Aberystwyth, it just says half four kickoff. Jordan, are you going to be anywhere? I will be at Jenna Park on Saturday. So that's my last game now of 2020 um, in the Cymru Premier. So, Barrytown United versus the Kekham Druids. That's only my second visit to Jenna Park as well. And obviously, the first time that I'm going to see the Kekham Druids mm. this season as well. So, it's quite interesting. Say hi to to Bruno for me. Uh, I'm I'm not going to do any games for 
for the rest of the calendar year, actually. It'll be January by the time I do games. Uh, if God knows what's the situation going to be with games <laughs> being played in January, but uh, fingers crossed uh, I'll be back sometime soon. Dioch again to Jordan, Lewis and David for their time in recording this episode of the podcast. Jordan and I will be back in the new year to see what's changed in the coming games. Until then, all of us at the podcast would like to extend a big thanks to you, listener, for joining us this year, and we hope you have a good Christmas. Na dolik lawen a blwyddyn ewydda.